In this episode of the Astrology Oddcast, I speak with the very impressive Poppy Delbridge, discussing her business transition from TV exec, even though she's still actually kind of doing that, very, very small, very slightly. But her main focus is being a coach and her rapid tapping technique, which is she's just taken over. <laughs> she's taking over the internet and wellness with her approach. And it's because there is such strong fundamentals and intelligence and depth behind what she's doing. Now, she might explain everything very simply and be very approachable, but the overwhelming feeling I got from the conversation or what I'm left with is, okay, this she really knows what she's doing and she's going places with this and she wants to do good. I think there is something like she's found something that really works. It's a, it's a, it's a powerful technique and it helps you feel better in a way that we're all possibly trying to do, particularly the past year. There's it's, it's been a big focus, hasn't it? The, the wellness and mindset and mental health in a pandemic when you can't do anything, how do you keep yourself feeling positive, productive if you want to be productive, but at least in a good space feeling good about yourself and it's it's a really powerful technique I've done it on and off for a few years but I did do poppies last week and really enjoyed it it really lifted me up because we all need that you know when we're just in on our own overthinking sometimes or just we're not getting that feedback I spoke to my friend about it the other day you know if there's a problem at work you don't you can't just bounce the problem off someone else and then move on everything has to be a call everything or you just don't bother dealing with it and that's how like you just get internally stressed so anyway this is a really really good podcast and we do lot quite a lot of astrology in it as well just because whilst Poppy was talking I, I could really look at her chart and she seemed quite open to exploring so here you go have a listen Poppy, <laughs> welcome to the podcast. Please introduce yourself because on your Instagrams, you've got you're doing this and you're doing that, and I wouldn't know where to begin. No, so but at the minute you are you're you're all over everything. Mm. You're going yeah, for I'm it. Getting about. I'm getting about. And whilst you introduce yourself, I am going to look at your chart to see where that is. Okay. Well. Well, hello. <laughs> yeah I do have a lot of different bits going on um so yes my background is in television so creating program ideas and working with talent to uh get onto television in the right way in entertainment and comedy mainly and so that was about 15 years well I lie 17 years of getting old uh in that mm. and I still do that uh, but my but my main thing, probably where most people know me, is that I now work as a coach and uh, a tapper. So I founded a company called House of Possibility, which is really about learning how to create possibility and opportunity in your life by getting rid of all limitations and blocks, particularly mindset, um, and move into kind of manifesting. So manifestation has been a massive part of my life. Uh, and I work a lot with kind of neuro manifestation as well. So I, I like to work with the brain 
uh, because I'm an EFT practitioner, that is tapping. And I developed a uh, modality really around that, particularly for manifesting and mindset work, which is called rapid tapping. So there's a lot going on with rapid tapping at the moment, doing loads. Yeah, rapidly. Yeah. Which is your Mars conjunct Uranus in Sag. It's, it's perfect. Because I really, I sorry, downloaded your um, confidence tapping the other day, mm. you know, research. Yeah. And also tapping is great. Yes, I was thinking, is she, I was looking at you, and of course my brain starts trying to do your chart. And I was like, has she got some Leo going on here? And it, But it wasn't clear cut. I wasn't like, this, this woman is definitely a Leo. I... I just wasn't sure. And then when I saw your chart today, so your Mars, Uranus is bang on my descendant. So that's a really strong connection. And also what it's interesting that I was projecting today because the seventh house in your birth chart is where you project. And I hadn't sent you the link because I forgot, but I was just like, oh, she'll be late because she's got Mars in Sag. But I was, <laughs> it was, I was projecting, classic. So it's like very, you know, mundane example of how astrology can be but the rapid tapping then you developed that what do you mean you developed it well I I have been doing tapping and I was using tapping you know with my clients and stuff and obviously with me I'm obsessed with it and I realized that when you clear away stuff when you clear away blocks you know with tapping in EFT you you create this space you know you, you create and I work with energetic shifts I work with energy body quite a lot and uh energetics and what I found was that I was using it to then create a, a state, a frequency, a vibration, that then you do additional things around that. I call it sealing it in and a few other sort of practices. And you actually can use that state to create new neural pathways in your, in your brain. And it changes your perception of the world and what you're capable of, which therefore means you can manifest more into your life of what you do want so I realized I was doing that and it was quite holding sort of energy um for people uh in quite a high weird state um and so I've been developing that so that other people can use it and do it and put it into their lifestyle so it's really simple and easy to do you don't need to work with a practitioner you can just do it and so that kind of took off quite quickly because we need it we kind of we kind of need it I think right now right yeah uh, yes <laughs> Yes. Yes. Um, EFT then, because people either know about tapping or yeah. are like, what the hell is she on yeah. about? Yeah. What we on about, you know. So yeah. go on, tell us. What is it? Well, yeah, it does sound bizarre. You know, it's called tapping for a reason and it's called EFT, it's emotional freedom technique. So it is a technique, it's a method. And you literally tap on meridian, ends of the meridian lines that run through your body, energy body, because we are energetic beings. And as you do that, you also have like a cognitive response. So you use words and you use feelings in a particular way to disrupt learned behaviors, learned patterns, emotions. And, you know, it's, it's mainly used to relieve yourself of negative emotions. So if you're stuck, if you're feeling like, oh, my God, I feel so anxious, or I'm suffering anxiety or I'm overwhelmed or I'm really stressed, it actually lowers the cortisol levels that are running through you at any given moment and all those triggers that come up and it basically sparks a new more helpful pattern that then can bring you back into balance in your nervous system 
and also the way that you just feel. So the, the meridians, are they like the acupuncture meridians? Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's, it's very east meets west. So, um, yeah, acupressure, acupuncture has a lot of crossover with tapping. But then tapping has that kind of, it moves into kind of modern psychology. So a psychologist in America was the one that started using these techniques around talking therapy. So some of us, it's sort of like energy psychology, really. Um, is what yeah, I'm very thinking. L.A. It's quite L.A., yeah. But I'm bringing it, I'm bringing it here. <laughs> to the Cotswolds. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, and I, I've used tapping for the first time 29, no, actually 2018, I think. And then I started using it more in 2019. And to be honest, I don't, probably didn't do it at all in 2020. Yeah. But I was in a personal year three and everything was fine. And my fr- some of my friends do it as well. And they're like, it's mad, but it works. Yeah. Yeah. I really liked yours because you didn't make me say particular words. I really mm. like that. I because what I've done some in the past where the words have been given to me. And if if it doesn't resonate, I'm not saying it. Yes. Of, you know, yeah, you gotta be careful about that, you know, because because affirmations are completely useless if you don't feel them as a truth in your body. Yes, exactly. And on, and on the contrary, if you're saying things that you don't, because, because with tapping, this is my basic, let me just say it basic and then you correct me. Yeah. Is you kind of, you get into an energetic state somehow, like you, you think about, you think about where you are and then you start doing the first round of tapping. And with that, you're saying all the, the sad ways you feel or like I'm, I'm sick of feeling stuck or and and that if I'm saying something that I'm not you know in a group setting and the group of saying something I'm like well I'm not participating in this because words are magic and our words cast spells and words words are really important mm-hmm. so of course there's always a lower vibration where some of us are but I really enjoyed being able to say look out loud on my own <laughs> on the internet that's something else like the very private is okay this is how I'm feeling today it's not great and then going through and being like okay how do I want to feel and then tapping that through yeah which is the extra bit I, I guess that rapid tapping adds in you know so I work off this frequency scale which is in the minus of the pluses so you know when you're feeling like I actually do feel really shitty today mm. um great go and use something around that emotion and you know and we build up all the different emotions in rapid tapping you you head to how you're feeling but at the same time because you like you're saying that if you are feeling good if you do want to keep in the vibration then what i was finding wasn't available was the way to do that so that so if you're in the pluses mm. what is that emotion how do you feel and then there's always an upgrade and there's always a way to cement or seal in a as we call it in rapid tapping mm. that feeling and then move higher up that chart so all you're trying to do is move higher up the chart so yeah you can use tapping all the time for however you're feeling that's the thing I think that I want people to get yeah everything yeah you don't have to be broken and be like let's no. let's mend this we can we can go and and as well there's always bits of us that are feeling good and bits that are feeling bad yeah so do you have Again, just for people who still don't know, hmm. an example or a nice story or something to illustrate. Like so many, you know, because I, I, I do I do it for myself as well. I mean, the way I look at tapping is 
you know, and I talk about this on my podcast and stuff, anyone wants to like delve in deep, you know, it's like you you can do it as deep taps, I call them, where you can do it on a real kind of going back through old memories, you know, and, and releasing the attachment to that emotion. So for example, you might go through and remember something that feels really horrible for you. So you could probably think of it now, you know, and anyone listening, there's, a, there's an image or almost like a little movie playing in mind where you're like, ugh, I actually really hate that. Mm. Um, now, if you have that emotional response, that means that that is within that part of your brain, the campus, which is storing all your memories. And that will trigger when you're in a state of stress or you're about to make a decision or you're thinking of up-leveling in your life, your brain is designed to keep you safe. So it will go back to that memory. And even on a really subconscious level where you don't even know it's there, it will go, do not do this. It's really scary. Remember that time when that person was really mean to you? (laughs) Do you remember that time where that went wrong? Um, And what I do is I work back through all of those different memories as well. And I go, is this true? Can I tap on this? Like, is this something I want to keep? Is this helping me? So I'll do that quite often. And what happens is then I'll look back over that memory again. I'll feel that memory again. And it just doesn't hold the same response for me. So, you know, recently I've been going over loads of old relationships, you know, and going, oh, I thought I was done with with all that sort of stuff. But actually, no, it's still there, knocking about, you know, Mm. knocking around. (laughs) Yeah. So, and then when you do get to that and you sort of get around what the root of that is, it's really releasing because you actually clear loads of stuff. And that's when you can start to manifest and use rapid tapping for clear, you know, creating stuff as well. Because you've made space. That's exactly it. it. And by tapping, it's kind of, it's your three fingers, isn't it? I'm not um, adamant about how many fingers you use. (laughs) (laughs) You know, use the fingers that you want to use. They're your fingers. But yeah. Yeah, it's basically, because again, some people who, most people will know. But, you know, if my mum was listening, she definitely wouldn't. (laughs) And so it's basically, you use one hand, your dominant hand? Well, I use two. So, because... Oh, yeah, you do. Yeah, you do, yeah. Yeah, so you'll see me use two because... the lines go down both sides so I'm like well you know as everything evolves why not maximize it um yeah balance yeah Yeah. so why not so but but you know some people use two fingers some people two finger kind of people uh some people use three um when I'm tapping on collarbone point I'll use the whole hand so yeah it's not an exact science for how, how many fingers you use but if you you know the one thing about tapping is everyone's always worried about getting it wrong getting it right and I think sometimes that's just a little bit of fear mongering put in there by a practice. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So like, I encourage people to just go with it. You know? It's like cooking. Yeah. Just throw it in. Yeah, yeah. Work, you know, <laughs> see what works for you, see what you like. So, so you were doing TV stuff. Yes. And then you became a coach and then now you're doing this. T- tell us a bit more about that journey. Mm-hmm. How did you make the move to coach apart from obviously having a stellium in Sagittarius which is the classic is that what does that mean tell me more about that well Sagittarius is all about belief um it's about lots of things but one 
facet of Sagittarius is this, it's the archer. He's always throwing, you know, firing his arrows into the sky. And Sagittarius is always chasing dreams and they're always on for the next thing. Bigger goal, better goal. It's classic salespeople, teachers, uh-huh. preachers, yeah. travel agents, you know, all the jobs that you hear for Sagittarius. And it's all because Sagittarius is about belief and higher knowing and having faith. And it's ruled by Jupiter. So it's the luckiest sign of the zodiac. So there is an optimism to Sag and that's why life coaching is full of people with Mars, Sun, Rising, MC, Sagittarius because they see people's possibility, they want things, they they know things can be better, they believe Uh things can be better and in a world of you know Virgos and Capricorns of which you've got in your chart so that probably is part of your story in as much as the Sag is 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 coming up against the Capricorn practicality Capricorn saying no you can't no you can't and Virgo's being don't spend that money Poppy like be frugal be frugal but your Mars is like nah (laughs) we're going for it so um that's probably part of your story but but for yeah the life coach normally has that story because whatever a planet is in in our chart planets actually in a way, are blocks. So if you had no planets in Sagittarius, that Sagittarian energy could just be flowing into your life. But when planets are there, it's like you need to learn this. And so learning always involves lessons. And those lessons will be, you know, where you lacked belief and you lacked faith. And then when you find a way to access your self-belief, you're like, right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna help other people. And as well, and I notice that myself when I find something that's good, for instance. I became interested in Bitcoin six months ago, speaking okay. of that. But then I tell everyone because <laughs> it's a Sagittarian nature to be like, oh, this is brilliant. You must know. And like, I text all my friends and, you know, if there's a sample sale, yeah, I'll tell everyone. Right. If if there's anything, I, te- I just, and I find it bizarre that other people aren't like that. Like, why didn't you tell yeah. me? Yeah, but, I guess. but it's a Sagittarius thing. So you just have to be like, okay, that's me but okay. yeah for, for you go on you talk then. and that's because my mars is in sagittarius so. well mars uranus and ceres yeah because i love this planet stuff i've just been getting into this more and more about how because you know I, you get the sun sign you know you get the moon you got the yeah, rising, rising side yeah exactly yeah. step by step step by step yeah and then you go whoa the planets also mean stuff you know it's so it's so intricate isn't it i love it yeah, it, and it gets because you sun sign. I, you know, when I was nineteen, I got a lot from the sun sign, and then when I was twenty four, and I found out the rising sign, I was like, "This is amazing!" And I yeah. thought, I, I thought I was like really into astrology. I remember yeah. telling my friends I was going to be an astrologer. They were like, "Well, you already are, aren't you?" Because oh, right. well, because yeah. you know, we were we were all ignorant and and yeah. twenty seven, and we we didn't know. But yeah, the planets are epic. Reading the weekly star signs, sun signs. Yeah, and then you go. Oh my God, I got a birth chart. Everyone I work with actually, you know, I, I encourage them to get a birth chart because I just think it's so helpful to learn all of the different parts that are unique to you as well. And it's yeah. like, what's my rising? What's my rising? Yours? Yeah, Aries. Aries, is it? Yeah, I wasn't surprised. God, Aries. So that's interesting. So I'm a real, and I do do that. I just go for things. You know. I'm very yeah, you do. Like, yeah. Boom, let's go. And you read Lippy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like you're looking at me now with your red lippy and the, 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 there's that um yeah straight in there straight yeah. in yeah so yeah I mean I suppose in answer to your question yeah I get it, it that kind of all makes sense and it was a bit like I can't do I can't not do this you know 
often say it was like the nudge was coming and it was stronger and I tried to ignore it for a bit and then I started to do all my work into like vision you know I do a lot with vision and uh how to create that is it true for you is your purpose and I was like right I know what it is that I need to do and so then I did make the decision to resign from my job um at quite a good moment in my career really where was Um, that it was in 2018 and it was the summer of and that was it you know that was a big gulpy move for me because I had a big salary you know it was great stuff you know god it's like I loved my job as well and that was really hard for me because it was ideas you know but what I loved about the job was like coming up with ideas you know packaging them pitching them um working with people to elevate them you know like oh could you be an expert on television yes how can we do that what are you all about what makes you tick so there was a lot about human behavior and development of ideas and people and so when I really like looked at that I was like yes but there's this other thing that I've been doing as well and that needs to now take center stage and I just had to take that massive leap so I did it knowing I would be supported, you know, because I have that kind of belief system. I have mm. a self-belief system for sure. Worked on a lot of my mindset. I do, I practice what I preach for sure. And that was tough, but I did do it. <clears throat> and I knew that if I did follow it and I put some grit into it as well, then it would pay off and it did. And I, I, I think it was just taking that leap for me that made me go, right, that's it. This is on then. So and then since then, you know, I've done, you know, a little bit of all, but I suppose now it's about development of people, businesses, their businesses, their ideas. It's not that dissimilar, to be honest with you, from what I was doing before. It's just, you know, and tapping is the method that I primarily use. We use others, but tapping is the main thing that I use with people. Now. Yeah, exactly. People don't change. So your skill set is the same skill set. It's just you've brought it over and you've got more independence and... You're doing the healing bit as well because you're a life path nine and you're a healer, you're humanitarian, you, you mm. want to you wanna help, you want to care. So that, that bit of you would have been kind of, you know, egging you on. But as I mentioned, you're, you're kind of Capricorn, Moon, Virgo and Aries, the, the naysayer bit of your chart. Is that, has that been a, any sort of, any, yeah. how Around did you... It. It's ground. It grounds me. Okay. Part, I find that Capricorn is my mum's a Capricorn as well. Of course, Moon. And, yeah, and I like I like having a Moon in Capricorn because I think being a Libra and you're a bit like you know, mm. and uh, it it makes me it grounds me down a little bit into the practicality. So a lot of people are like, how come you're so practical but you're so dreamy? You know, you, I'm a, I'm a bit of a mix of that. Mm. very pragmatic and you know I do strategy work with people brands and stuff proper stuff proper work (laughs) Uh, and so I think that's the Capricorn moon bit yeah yeah and the Venus Virgo both of them earth yeah and the Venus Virgo yeah yeah because Virgo is going to be great at strategy planning detail um the small mm. small stuff capricorn what is strategy i was who was i talking to always oh, on a clubhouse thing oh yeah and they were talking about strategy it's like what even is strategy mm. what is it strategy well funny enough sometimes i i say you know some people somebody called me something once 
it, I can't remember what it was, some magazine, you were a success strategist. And I thought, oh yeah, I'm a success strategist. So I called myself that for a bit. And then I was like, no, because success, it's got weird connotations and I'm actually about people finding their own version of it. So I dropped it. But then I thought strategist really is a good representation of really being a planner, a, co- a, co- a coach, um, and looking at, if you look at the big picture, right? So if you dial it up and go, what's the vision? What's the massiveness of this and where I want to be and how I want to feel? Then you go, well, how do I break that down? So you start with the why, the motivations, the bigness of it, like with any idea, actually. And being creative, that's probably what I did most of my life, creating ideas. You go massive, right? And then you Mm. break it down. So you go, okay, if I want to get there, what are the steps that I need to take? Not just practical steps, but like how can you be pragmatic about it and how can you bring your personality into it? How can you bring your skill sets into it? How can you look at all the ways? So one way of doing that would be, I would say to people, right, go and get your birth chart done because that's one way of being strategic about how you can gain more um, knowledge, but also then make turn that into wisdom or empathy and just bring in all of your emotions into it as well and and just create a kind of step through, you know, of each each right step as it as it comes. That's kind of what I would say strategy is. So it's like a plan, but more. Yeah, it's like a loop, and I don't love plans actually, to be honest. It's like a kind of guidance system where you where you have a firm idea of your end result, of where of where you want to be, how you want to feel, and then stepping it back. Okay, what are the parts that need to make up that? So it's a bit like the body, you know, like the body has all those different sum of parts, and so you can't just exist as a lung, you know, you can't just exist as a heart. Yeah, all of the other parts to kind of play their part and see how they interconnect. So I think that it's no, it's seeing the connections, it's seeing gaps and knowing what would be good to fill them. It's coming up with ideas as well as just being here's a plan and I'm going to stick to it and it, and I'm not going to deviate because this is going to work in this time frame. That, <laughs> that just does not work. So it's like seeing all the little parts and how they interact. Oh yeah, speaking your chart perfectly and, and you know it's similar to me because I'm a Sag with loads of Capricorn and uh-huh. I'm just asking you that simply because of that clubhouse call this week and I was like Amber what are they on about strategy and maybe it's just something that I do naturally because I want to go somewhere and I'm like right this is how I'm going to do it I do it and I don't call it strategy yeah it's like I'm very strategic I'm like am I I don't know yeah, but it's just, it's just seeing options and you see options and you, you you can see things you know sometimes I think it's just intuition as well with a bit of Capricorn psycho like I'm gonna make this happen <laughs> <laughs> you, you can go and play and have fun at the weekend I'm staying yeah. here yeah yeah that's so true but you've got good balance do you think yeah, I think so I've had to cultivate that because my I suppose my leaning, so this is in my chart, but my leaning would be just to sort of keep going. You know, I'm very much like, yep, you know, let's do that stuff on a Saturday. You know, let's get that going because I love what I do. So I can, sometimes I'm like, just stop, Poppy. You know, yeah. really stop and chill, please. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. Yes, I relate to that. He's like, oh, this is my life <laughs> there are other things you know sometimes you particularly at the minute because you know just forgot 
And now and again, I think, oh my gosh, I could be in Costa Rica. Like, imagine instead yeah. of just here eating pasta donata with my coffee on the park bench with all the bird shit. <laughs> I'm very happy. I'm very, very happy. But okay, so back to you. What's the plan? Because mm. you want to keep on going. Because I've, I've watched you the past, oh, I know, I did look at your progress chart and your progress moon just moved into Gemini in January and your progress Mercury just moved into Scorpio. So that's two quite fresh ingresses. The Gemini is why you're prolific at the minute because that's mm. what Gemini does, spinning a thousand plates. Mm. And you're increasingly communicative. Um, you're, net, you know, you're focusing on networking and speaking and doing your moon in Gemini a lot more, perhaps, mm-hmm. than you have been for the past 18 months. A progress moon. It's just a way astrologers read charts for okay. future yeah, yeah. Mm. development. And then the Mercury shifting from Libra, which is all about, I suppose, relations, PR, um, relate, um, talking to people one to one, moving into Scorpio, you're going deeper. Uh, more into the psychology, more into the energetics, more into magnetism, more into... And as I, as I was looking at your chart at the very beginning when you were introducing yourself, you, you were saying something that I, I think perhaps you were talking about psychology yeah. you, that was really speaking that Mercury and Scorpio mm-hmm. vibe. Yes, neuroscience and psychology and the kind of... Yeah, and, and, and that's really interesting because I'm really going much deeper with it. You know, I, I'm even doing something with Harvard at the moment to go deep into neuroscience because I'm just really intrigued by it. And so I'm studying, you know, if, if I'm not doing this work, you know, when you see me doing things on Instagram, and all these things, a lot of it is just actually what I love to do is just go really deep, you know, and study and connect and look at how we can pioneer new things. So, you know, my plan is really to go much deeper with this and see where it takes, not just me, but like the collective, because I feel like there's a bigger thing going on right now where we've we've got to really be mindful of our frequency. Yeah. How we, um, and, and what we're saying, you know, like you said, your words are magic, you know, it's really, really important. Feelings are magic, words are magic, like the way we show up is magic. Like, and and I just feel like for me, I feel like that's so interesting you say that, right? Because I feel like I am going deeper. And at the same time, I am going more communicative, like I'm going out more. And I'd said no last year to a lot of stuff. And only this year. So it's so weird that you say that about January. I know it works. It's really weird. It's, <laughs> it's really so weird. Because I was like, I'm saying yes. I'm saying yes to a lot more of these things, you know, and I am getting out there more, you know. Yeah. Yeah, astrology works. It blows my mind too. I remember years ago, I think it was 2016, I was at astrology school and I'd worn a dress um, and, it, you know, it looked quite nice. Normally I just turned up in my yoga clothes. And my friend was like, where's your progress moon? I was like, I don't know. She's like, look, look, it's, I think it's moved. I think it's in Leo. And, and she made me look and it had literally just moved from cancer to Leo. And it's just bizarre that I'd suddenly start taking a pride in my appearance, like done my hair, was wearing big earrings. Very, now it's in Virgo, hence my nettle tea and all the vegetables. All I'm eating at the minute is healthy stuff. And as I was telling you earlier, like working out, drinking my water. So so I'm doing the detail at the minute, which Mm. is what it is. But you, I've got your chart up now. There's a lot of Scorpio going on. There's a lot of Scorpio. And what, what Scorpio, what does that mean then? 
Yes. Okay. So a progress chart takes your birth chart, your natal chart. So natally you're a Libra. And then I think it's in the Bible, Ezekiel something, something. I'm always quoting that. So I must look it up. But it says, I gave you a day for a year. And basically in interpretation, in astrology, it takes you forward a day for a year. So you're um, how old are you? Don't worry about it. No, no problem. Don't <laughs> anyway, so it moves your chart forward that amount of days older yeah. that you are. Yeah. And then so we are now looking at you, the, the chart of whoever was born that many like that many days after you were born. And then this is somehow a development of you. Let, without going into the details of it but it it's very 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 interesting and it does work as you say like that progress moon moving into Gemini Taurus's favorite word is no so you progress moon was in Taurus for 18 months and you were like nah 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 then it moves into Gemini and you're like let's go and, and it is interesting because I've observed you like every time I go on Instagram you're there and you're there and you're there which is so mercurial isn't it because Mercury is the trickster god he's he's he can be in three places at once he's so quick he's He's like lightning, he's here, there and everywhere. And particularly at the minute, because when a planet just progresses, so right at the beginning of Gemini, those first two or three degrees are intense. Mm. So it's very, 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 very mercurial. Uh, but with the Scorpio, your progressed Mercury is literally just moving into Scorpio. Venus and the sun have been there. Oh, well, I don't know how long. Actually, but 10 years. I don't know how Venus might not have been there for 10 years, but your son has been there for 10 years. So there will have been a shift in your life 10 years ago. Yes, there certainly was. And, and Jupiter is also your progressed annual natal, Jupiter mm -hmm. and Scorpio. But so your son conjunct Jupiter will be in eight years. So that'll be a very big year for you. Very, very big year. When is um, that? Eight, eight years, which is obviously a in while. Eight years time. Yeah, but it's oh, worth oh. noting down. Yeah, I'll note that down. Because... But yeah very interesting to see what would happen that that would it would involve jupiterian things such as teaching publishing traveling mm. but it would be a even though you're probably doing all of those things already it would be a big year for that okay. and scorpio is a sign of sex death other people's money secrets psychology finance what goes on underneath what the depth and meaning and with such an intense progressed chart that's very very scorpionic it makes sense that you're doing the neuroscience and the psychology and the the intention and the magic the the manifesting is very scorpio because scorpio is the most magnetic sign of the of the zodiac yeah scorpio is powerful it's it's witchcraft and well virgo is actually strictly witchcraft but because it's ritual and rituals are very Virgo because they're so precise and you've got to get it right because if you get it wrong you know you're going to yeah. do the spell wrong so you've got to be very Virgoan to okay. be witchy but Scorpio is the magnetism really let's how do we become more magnetic yes I like Scorpio I love Scorpio well you've got Jupiter in Scorp natally anyway and Jupiter rules Sagittarius and that Mars is your chart ruler. So it's quite an important planet for you, okay. which again, makes sense because you're a Jupiterian, you're a teacher, you're constantly learning and the stuff you're learning is the depth side of things. Yeah. yeah. So that mm. makes sense. Yeah, it does. I love that. And you progress Mars moved into Capricorn though. 
I shall tell oh, you right. when. Maybe when you quit. Oh, October yeah. 2018. Yeah, well, that's when I launched my business and it went super, super well. Straight and away. Like, Whoa, okay. And then it was actually, okay, so that was 29 degrees Sag, October. Uh, December 2018 is when it moved to Capricorn. But yeah. that's that's an interesting, either way, that yeah. Yeah. 29 degrees is extreme. So the very beginning of a sign, so when your progressed moon just moves into Gemini, it's very fresh, like must do this. And at the very end, so your Mars being at the final degree of Sag gives you that, oh my gosh, I've got so much to share. It has to be shared urgency and then it moves into Capricorn and then you're like businesswoman business Mars loves to be in Capricorn he's exalted in Capricorn it's it's one of his favorite places to be because he's super industrious there Mm. which explains a lot of the you know because I'm a business coach you know I help people launch businesses build businesses you know on very practical level so that's probably that as well right yep 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 Mm. Mm -hmm. an added layer to you but is there anything else whilst I'm staring at your chart? Well, the different factions of life are quite interesting. Go on so then. What's, what's going on for like all the different parts of me? So we've done business, we've done, what's this, what's relationships? What's that say? Well, yeah, you've got quite a busy seventh house. Okay. And you were born at sunset. Mm-hmm. Um, so your son has just popped into the sixth, but ultimately it's conjunct the descendant which considering it's in libra as well has codependency ever been an issue oh my god that's so weird that you just said that because (laughs) because part of the way i work and anyone who works with me will tell you this I, i focus on things at different times when they come up and i just go for it so i've been tapping into that i've been doing loads of research around codependency i've been going am I a high function codependent? Because most of us think that we're not, but actually most of us are. Yes. And so my thing has been like, how in the past have I allowed myself to be codependent? And so the confrontation of something that's come up in my life relationship wise has allowed me to go, oh, okay. So we're doing this now, are we? And so it's really interesting. So how can you say that? People born exactly at sunset being bored at sunrise sun is our ego in the birth chart so it's like our meanest so if you're very solar and it's all about you then you're less likely to become codependent because it's all about you whereas if you're born at sunset then that's like the the sun's not the weakest part of the day because that's midnight Mm. but the sun is definitely about the other and i've just seen because i've been observing this and particularly, I think it's because it's that exact moment of sunset. You're all about the other. Libra is about the other anyway. Yeah. And you've got Saturn, Pluto, Mercury in Libra, the seventh house of the other. So there could be a lot of you that is was focused on other people. Yes. Plus the moon in Capricorn makes you a good girl. Mm. So, and I think good girls and boys but you know good girls in particular brought up you know a a few years ago I just when you look back it's we were raised to be good yeah yeah please like me please I'll do what you want my needs come second it's it's absolutely a hundred percent of the fabric of the way we were all raised yeah 
I think. Interesting. So does that mean that coming up around, you know, say this year or whatnot in my chart, I'm I'm kind of, you know, moving away from that? Like, you know, how well, you, does that play out? Well, it could do, yeah, because um, you have a Pluto square, which is about becoming really, really you and diving into yourself and getting rid of... Pluto Square happens to everyone. Mm. Um, it's a big collective transit that happens at varying ages, but it's all about Pluto ruling Scorpio, being everything where he's stripping down and stripping back and leaving what's real only, mm. and everything else can be discarded. So it, it makes you very personally strong. Mm. Otherwise, I think it's just a self-awareness. C- codependency is a very broad term there probably needs to be 10 different terms yeah you know like with narcissism yeah. it's there's one word for it but it's such a spectrum of yeah. the uh, and also at what point is it just good manners and kindness and uh, when does it slip into a disorder it, it's mm. it's really you know you could write a good essay on the philosophy okay. of of codependency and at what point is it a problem and is anybody, all of us who relate to other people and care what other people think, make, you know, like if you weren't codependent at all, would you be a psychopath? You know, if you had no care about other people ever and you never ch- bent yourself out of shape, I don't know. And I'm, I don't, I'm not saying I believe that. I yeah. don't know enough. I, yeah. This is, again, I've only learned what codependency was properly, not like the Bridget Jones version. Yeah. Like less than a year ago. And um and we did the podcast on it, which people are loving. And that in that we discussed planets in Cancer, planets in Libra, Pisces and maybe Capricorn are things that show up and a life path six in numerology. And you've got the North Node in Cancer. So you're very caring, you're very nurturing, you want to look after people. There's something maternal about you. You've you you're good at harmony and with your Libra-ness bringing people together and and Venus and Virgo again likes to be helpful Moon and Capricorn likes to be helpful so all of those things are going to because you're super responsible you've potentially quite impatient as well with that Mars as your chart ruler that can just turn you into someone who's like right I'll sort this out (laughs) I'll sort everything out for everyone yes but also that's your gift Yes, and it's a constant thing where you, you know, and I've done quite a lot of work into this over the years because obviously, you know, I've been married and, you know, so many different things. And, um, you know, I think it's so interesting how, like, some of your, and it's shadow work as well, isn't it, really? Mm-hmm. I love the shadow work because even though we think, oh, no, that's such a weakness of mine and maybe, you know, I could lapse into that area. Also, you go, well, how can you turn that around and use that as your greatest strength? How yeah. can you embrace it and kind of go there and then kind of tap, tap what well, I would, but like tap away some of those things that are holding you into the, the bad side of it. But then like, look at it and go, okay, well, look how many great things that, 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 that you can get out of this situation. And then really you, you just have to love, don't you? You just have to yeah. love, not and, and just emanate that. And you, you can't fix anyone. They have to do that, their own work. You know, you can just, rub up against people in relationships to evolve yourself essentially yeah yep absolutely I completely feel you on that and as much as I can 
do my work and have ideas and do this and do that. But then in personal relationships, it's like, (laughs) (laughs) you know, but, but also not. And you, you live and you learn. And as you get older, everything, particularly a life of constant self-reflection, sometimes you miss the obvious that's you know that's a Sagittarian thing like we miss what's staring us in front of the face but being open to admit that we're missing what's staring us in the face as well and everybody's human let's calm down on the perfect but with high standards you see you've got you've got high standards but your seventh house is packed which means okay Mercury's there so you're looking for a friend you're Mm -hmm. looking somebody you want meeting of the minds that's really really important Saturn Pluto conjunct in your seventh house in Libra is going to demand I've got Isabel Hickey's book so Isabel Hickey was you know a a top astrologer in the 80s 70s and 80s let me read when this was printed well you've heard of her you have yeah okay this was first on 81 this book so anything written a while ago is a bit brutal okay but it with that it's really useful because you know like everything everything's got more politically correct soft around the edges but also like give me the information yeah (laughs) tell me the problem tell me what's yeah I can handle it yeah and she just writes she did a lot of karmic astrology I believe was the word or maybe evolutionary but clairvoyant but definitely a big believer in past lives very much part of the the wave of astrology becoming Mm. massive last time and I was reading it this morning and her descriptions of outer planets such as Saturn and Pluto in the houses are some of the best I've ever read Mm. because they're short (laughs) Mm. this will be brutal you ready okay I'm ready let's go so this is Saturn in the seventh okay this is you natally okay natally natally a separative tendency deep within makes it difficult for this person to relate to others. This is the signature of someone who withdrew from contact with others in a past lifetime. In this lifetime, he must come to grips with the world outside and learn how to handle it, must learn to cooperate with others. Early marriage brings difficulties because of lack of maturity. Marries for security rather than love. Extremely sensitive, but hides it from the world. Often marriage is delayed and it can be to an older person. Really wants a mother, not a mate. Needs to learn to cooperate and not develop empathy so he will understand the follows feeling not good for partnerships in business if saturn is afflicted lone wolf type who does better alone but doesn't learn as much mm. but it's yeah i told you it's brutal and, <laughs> and oh wait they haven't got even got pluto because the book's so old oh no oh no here we go someone's added it in now because it, saturn and pluto are conjunct with astrology these cookbooks are just cookbooks but almost like with your tapping you got there is no cook there is no cookbook mm. for astrology because the planets are conjunct therefore the flavors changed if you've put in chocolate dark chocolate and you put in white chocolate you've lost them both mm. so anyway here we go it's pluto in the seventh represents relationships in the outer world and how others react to the individual the most personal of relationships is marriage pluto has a purging effect in any house of the birth chart but its effect is particularly strong in this house. It's a very impersonal energy and an area where personal attachments are very strong. It is difficult for the person to have a close and strongly emotional relationship, an uninvolvement where personalities are concerned and a deep dedication to love as a principle is the lesson Pluto brings in this house. A wise choice of 
partner in a union or marriage is very important as Pluto will hold the individual to his choice, even though he would wish to be free. The stubbornness or stability will hold the individual to the promises he made, regardless of the cost to the personality. The individual's ability to see both sides of the situation makes his judgments unprejudiced and objective. His role as a mediator is unquestioned. Law and legal matters can be of interest and talent does lie in this direction. As Pluto rules large corporations, corporation law can be a natural outlet for the energy. The regeneration of the person with Pluto in the seventh house depends on the willingness to cross out any personal desires and be willing to serve others for the sake of service with no ends of his own to serve. The Minerva aspect of Pluto comes to the fore when love is more important than self. He who loses himself shall find himself. Okay, so I don't know if any of that was helpful, but what I thought when I saw the Saturn Pluto is you first thing I, I would see is an older partner mm-hmm. like, like maturity um somebody very wealthy self-secure wealthy as in accomplished would be a better word like a kind of successful lawyer or a successful statesman or a successful educator but somebody who's really top of their game great manners very charismatic but the older mm-hmm. thing is yeah. a is a thing and the the relationships completely revolutionize your life you're capable of having as it said or alluded to in the book is you can forming one-to-one partnerships with big establishments that with power Mm. basically there's a the the power is in your relationships it's in the seventh house you've got the power so once you've owned it and you realize that you're powerful which you probably have or are or i would say you have mm. you've you've brought that in but the the seventh house is where we see where we pr- we project things onto other people which is why because you have mars in my seventh house i was projecting onto you i was like oh she's going to be late but really i was like oh no this is me you're you're being the sag not her but you see it in other people it's the house of projection you've also got jupiter there i mean we could read that but you, you basically when there's um a busy seventh house yeah there's a lot of potential in your relationships but you have to also see that in yourself too mm, like mirror Exactly. Let me read the Jupiter to you. Sociable type of person, good nature and able to attract benefits because of optimism, capable of attracting beneficial partnerships, often two marriages, material abundance through marriage partner, may marry someone who has been married previously. So you're probably going to get married again is what we're deducing from this. (laughs) Don't you think? Second marriage. Yeah, you know, it's funny, isn't it? I never thought I'd get married again, really. But 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 now but yeah yeah separate yeah <laughs> later yes um and just I'll tell you Mercury because I've already yeah. told you but I'll read it Mercury uh, marriages of the mind rather than the emotions apt to marry someone younger partners quick witted keen and alert if afflicted bickering and arguing must be overcome the seventh house rules the lower courts as well as partnerships if Mercury is afflicted at birth or by transit or by one of the heavy planets, it would be well to settle difficulties out of court. Watch what you sign or put on paper. That's pretty good. Yeah, again, it's an old astrology book, but it's it's because Mercury, think Mercury retrograde and all the things about Mercury. Mm-hmm. It's in your relationship sector. Therefore, all those rules around partnerships, miscommunications, um, signing things being late all of those like mercury retrograde things are in your relationship sector but 
also that was a fairly non-optimistic side the first sentence is you're looking for a friend that's when you see Mercury in the seventh yes there's probably going to be some bickering and some arguing but it's kind of a sibling marriage vibe where you love each other but also you're like would you just stop breathing for a minute (laughs) Uh, and your son is also on the descendant so with respect to relationships yeah well the Pluto in your 10th, from all of those things, because all of those things are true, but they are obviously very conflicting. Saturn and Mercury are opposite principles. One says you're going to marry someone older. One says you're going to marry someone younger. Jupiter says you're going to have two marriages. So maybe you've done one, you're going to do the next one next time. But ultimately, it's because they're quite big, important planets. This is going to be, it's going to be a very important relationship with somebody. You're not just going to, date somebody who looks good this is somebody I think powerful and charismatic maybe is a better word than powerful this is a big personality because you are as well it's your seventh house but but also they have to be because otherwise I suppose you just dominate in a to a certain extent yeah yeah it has to be somebody who is very powerful within themselves. Yes. Can handle, can you know. Stand their own ground. It, it basically just isn't phased mm. by your confidence or yeah. enthusiasm. Just isn't phased by it. Doesn't think it's irritating, arrogant, threatening, has no judgment about it because they're totally in their power. Yes, exactly. Exactly that. Mm. So important that, isn't it? Very. Yeah. Very, 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 very important. Very important. Anything you want to add to that? Well, I just think it's—I just think it's very interesting how it's like the same kind of things that have been playing on my mind for quite a period of time. You know, that it's kind of like that kind of—you know—and I say this, you know, I do quite a lot of work in relationships with people, but it's mm. like it's, as soon as you start to dim your light, or as soon as you start to dim yourself in different ways for someone, mm-hmm. then that's just you've lost it because you, you you've really got to have firm boundaries energetically and practically to be like no 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 I'm here we add value to each other you know come and meet me up here yeah you know, or you distract yourself with all those tendencies you said before it's just like you label them whatever you want codependency or care or help but essentially it's like you're too occupied with someone else's stuff and yeah being better or growing into their potential and that can be really damaging because you've really just got to keep doing you right yes yeah but when you've got all these planets in the seventh that could be quite challenging particularly when you were younger yeah what was it like when you were younger then I mean it was so different I mean look it's it's interesting because I did all those things that you just mentioned you know I did do that in my marriage you know I married really young Mm. you know I put my all into it I'm very all or nothing person you know Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, in lots of different ways. And yeah. Like, relationships Passionate. Too. You're yeah. all in. What is this? I'm, I'm either in it completely or I'm not. not. Yeah. Um, and so it's kind of really important to me. And so when I was younger, I don't think, I think I stayed, I did stay in that marriage for far too long because I made a commitment. And, yeah. and I was like, well, that's that. And I did, you know, become all about them and their, you know, how can they, oh, they're going to do this. And, and it was just like, 
you know, it's an interesting one. And I think over the years and through all that experience, you know, I've learned to not do that. You know, I've, I've worked on all of those different things, like we were saying before, and like tapping, all that. Coach myself through it and with other people, other coaches. But yeah, it's, it's funny. I just think mm-hmm. it's interesting because when I was younger, I was me, but I was so different so different you know I've definitely <laughs> evolved and in 10 year cycles I would say as well for me interesting mm. well, well you're two degrees Libra so when you were 28 the look that sun will have moved into Scorpio well that's when I had an entire shift and started getting into all this deep work manifesting mindset uh marriage broke down um you know God became a single mom uh you know changed everything changed when I was 28 because I'd been married for 10 years I got married when I was 18. Oh, you did. oh wow so the book was yeah. right which planet said that was that Pluto or Jupiter? I, I think it was a big planet. It was one, one of the big ones it was Jupiter or Pluto. <laughs> <laughs> so that's bang on accurate you know and I feel like I'm going through one now actually as well. Well Pluto's yeah because of the Pluto square so that's interesting because your Pluto is 25 Libra and Pluto in the sky currently, I think is 26 cap. He's hovering around. He'll retrograde back to 25. So it's, that's 90 degrees. Capricorn to Libra is 90 degrees. So that's why that Pluto thing of your own power is um, emerging. It's quite a strong transit, that one. Right. Even though it's it's input, you know, because Pluto is a very he's an outer planet. You would reading what sign he's in is almost it's relevant, but you know, it's he was there for, for probably twelve years, so like you know, big deal. So everybody born the year you were born is having this right yeah. now, which is also interesting because you will see it in your mates if you're still mates with like your school and your uni or whatever friends, and it it really is one of those points where people come into their own but if they're really really off so for instance if you'd still been married this would have been another opportunity or another pivot point where your brain would have gone we we can't pretend anymore or you know it it pushes it takes you to the to the cliff edge and goes okay what we keeping what we you know you got to throw this stuff out now you can't keep all of this anymore what are you keeping what are you getting rid of so it's that that kind of point that you're at and you, those are big, big planets to have in your seventh. Mm. And your character is so optimistic and passionate and no, has like at your core, there's this faith that, mm. you got, that, that, that things are going to be better and good. And it's talking to you now. It's so easy to be like, oh, well done, Poppy. She did that. But at the time, that will have been massive <laughs> emotionally oh goodness, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> massive massive that's why I suppose those lessons are invaluable because you as particularly because your son was in Scorpio you've you've done the spectrum and I imagine because you're quite philosophical as well you've really turned over every single leaf to be like what was that what would that how you, you've you've gone to town it's not like you you broke up and then you just kind of distracted yourself with work or distracted yourself with making new friends or looking really good. You've probably done all of it. Plus really got to understand what lies beneath. Yeah. Oh yeah. Cause, cause from your wounds, you know, comes the newness, you know, 
I'm not interested in plastering over things. I'm interested in getting the bullet out and then doing a proper job. Proper and, forensic, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and yeah, and becoming new. new. Yeah, and that's it, which is great. And you know what? It's great if you're not like that too, I have to say, because some people, well, not, but it's fine if you're not as you're not squeamish let's say some people are more squeamish and they just it's they're squeamish and that's that they don't want to yeah. like gently gently they don't want to fucking do a an autopsy <laughs> yeah <laughs> just yeah. rest rest in peace say their prayers yeah. but you're you're there like you know magnifying glass maybe that's the depth thing as well like that, that for sure i think i'm going deep you know into all those old wounds i'm not afraid to do that maybe yeah at times i was but not now and so that scorpio thing you said sort of interesting yes and even if you were afraid you're you're still going to do it i think yeah. because that's who you are it's yeah. the combination very simply well maybe not that simply but let's let me explain it if you're rising aries the planet that rules aries is mars god of war and your mars is in sagittarius and the planet that rules Sagittarius is Jupiter, and he's in Scorpio. And then the planet that rules Scorpio is Pluto, and he's in Libra. And how far back do we have to go? And then Venus is the planet that rules Libra, and she's in Virgo. And the planet that rules Virgo is Mercury, and he's in Libra. And the planet that rules Libra is Venus, and she's in Virgo. So Okay, so Venus is that dispositor, so detail. But I went too far back then. Sorry if that bored you. But ultimately, the Jupiter being in Scorpio as the planet that rules that Mars, yeah. you've got the combination there of the Jupiter and Scorp all in, Mars and Sag, let's go for it. Going to take you there. Very interesting. Your relationship would be a point of constant as well because Mercury's there and you're always thinking about things and articulating things. You, you might be very interested in therapy with your partner all the time, even before there's a problem or when there's no problems or not, th not even necessarily therapy, but going on retreats and doing yeah. things and reading books and really yeah. being like, why did we have that argument? Let, let's, let's understand. And yes, I am that person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how it's going to be because you've, you feel that like you've learned already, you've learned so much and experienced so much, and you know that if you can get to the bottom of something sooner rather than later, then that's an opportunity for growth and it, more intense bonding and, and a more powerful relationship. And, and you'll learn more and more and more through any future partnerships you have. And then from that, you would teach more people how to have really strong and intimate relationships with your partner because, because you're learning. And as you learn, you, as we said at the beginning, with Sagittarius energy, when they find something that works and brings more optimism and more expansion, they tell everyone because yeah. because it's that's what's generous. It's it is it's quite generous, really. Yeah, in a yeah. way. Yeah, I I sometimes feel it's like a bit of an obligation duty in me. I don't know why I feel like that, but maybe that's what you're saying about the life path number as well, like humanitarian. It's like, look, if if I've gone through this. I'll share how that's how, and I'm quite open about all the things that happened because I think we're just evolving, we're learning. That's it, you know. And, and if something comes up in me, I'm often thinking, ah, okay, so that's maybe a clue 
for me to work through that and then I can report back <laughs> you know so that's why I dive into things because I think oh something's coming up in the ether so let's dive in and see what happens yeah Hopefully. All, all in and <laughs> you've got everything well not everything but in your chart is quite you've got you're born at the quarter moon don't know if you know that the moon in cap sun in libra yeah 90 degrees apart so you've got a square okay. between them so it's like a half moon although we call it quarter moon but you know it's when the moon looks like a half and that's a very aries vibe with respect to a moon phase because you have the the, the new moon and then well actually it's strictly speaking it's cancer but either way it's a very sort of elbows out let's do this let's do this people born at the first quarter they're very active it's um well squares planets that are 90 degrees apart in a birth chart are dynamic that's the word astrologers use because they're kind of pushing against each other and this the sun wants to do this and the moon needs to do this and they're vying to win and it creates a lot of heat and friction and activity so that moon phase in your chart as well is going to be like she's got things to do and before you did tv just out of interest did you just go did you study and then do that or yeah so i i, I went through school went to uni and then what i was really interested in at university was psychoanalysis and in the end that's what i sort of majored in cultural psychoanalysis and then i then entered the competition with guardian for creativity and i won that and then i got got into tv from that went to edinburgh festival was a delegate there and then i got offered a couple of jobs television companies oh right so I was like oh this is good you can get paid for coming up with ideas yes please um and then that's how I got into that's how I got into tv so then I worked up as a creative intern and then I always wanted to write and do creative stuff as well you know that was really what I wanted to do so yeah interesting Mars Uranus I haven't really explained the Uranus bit that much have I no so Uranus sky god very 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 creative very creative full of ideas intuition inspiration out of nowhere bolt from the blue very quick lightning quick which is why um and mars is already fast anyway mars in sag is mars in fire he's going he's going he's on his horse cantering off cantering off so you've got mars conjunct uranus in sag and you're doing rapid tapping and um fast upgrades of beliefs and it's and it's the ideas that, that has always been in you because this is your chart ruler you are rising aries mars rules aries mars is with uranus so that, like that that is a very important planet for you and transits to that planet will be very important um okay so you've always been rapid yes i have i've always, <laughs> I've always been rapid i always do things quick and earlier than i should you know i was like early in my job i was the youngest this you know the youngest person to do this and well, Capricorn's at the top of your chart. Mm. Um, so you're rising Aries and then you're the, we have your north, south, east and west. You know, you have your compass points on the chart, the top, the bottom, the left and the right. The left is the Aries rising and then the top is Capricorn. And Capricorn at the top of the chart is known for being, known for being very experienced, known for what they're doing. Yes. So your plans now are to bring tapping to the collective and any other things that you've got that you can share or are you keeping them incubated yeah rapid tapping is going is going to be coming big big and out out um and enabling people to get more into that and also helping people to to learn it and also get certified in it 
which is important. Ah, uh, there we go. Yep, brilliant. It's going to be a biggie. So if mm. people want to bring that into their own practices, you know, then they can. And that's what I'm working on. And then, you know, I've got my other stuff. I've got my hub. I'm working a lot with thought leaders. That's where I'm definitely moving into. I do that anyway, but it's like thought leaders, people leading brands and founding companies and just got stuff to say, which is very going back to like all the TV stuff that I did and still do a bit. You know, so how, how do you do TED Talks? How do you get on broadcast? You know, how do you do podcasts? You know, getting visible is something I love and helping people do that. So I think... It will all start to to come together. And then with House of Possibility, we're starting up a club, Possibility Club, where it's kind of mixing and merging the rapid tapping with the manifesting and the process and the neuroscience. And we've got loads of cool stuff coming up with that, kind of coaching people to kind of reach new possibilities. And for anybody who wants to try, like mm-hmm. just one th- to get yeah. in, what's where do you recommend they start? Yeah, to try. Go to the Instagram, Rapid Tapping and look through the igs because i do i put loads of them on there just to try some rapid routines and then also you know get get the little kit which is pretty cheap and try that in repetition for seven days to see the results see the change see the shift that's definitely worth doing so every monday i'm live on rapid tapping so at rapid tapping instagram at 11 11 a.m for like a 20 minute uh, session, live tapping session to kickstart the week to get nice. good, good good vibes for the week. So that's a good way to start as well as checking out the website. Yeah, and all the other places, they, as I said at the beginning, you're doing so much. So first of all, mm. is there a at Poppy Delbridge? Yeah. Yeah, so Instagram, I'm at Poppy Delbridge and, and everywhere actually is at Poppy Delbridge. Um, and then at Rapid Tapping. And then there's also at House of Possibility, which is kind of like the mothership for tapping uh so house of possibilities is about coaching and there's a process i use seven d's about how to manifest there and that's where the club's going to be so possibility club will be there and then yeah and then i've got all the websites so poppydelbridge.com is more coaching my stuff energetics work and then and my hub you know weekly hub that i do um and then yeah rapidtapping.com houseofpossibility.com just three different bits really just the three just the three or there is four there's my (laughs) my tv company as well (laughs) yeah if if you've got tv ideas or you know or you're a talent so i do a bit of that as well with channels cool spin those plates yeah it's called empress the empressway.com Okay, I'm going to go and stalk that now. Okay, right, Poppy, thank you. That has been absolutely brilliant. I loved hearing your motivation, insights, the big goals. I can see, as I said, like watching you the past couple of months, it's like, what has she taken? <laughs> because it's it's so, you're just doing a lot. You're really, you're really, really um effective I think and it's not it's all looks you look very focused that's the feeling that you know that's the feeling I get and like whatever you're doing is working Mm. and I I have to say as well like I I downloaded your tapping thing and I really I did have a good day and I I know that whenever I've done tapping in the past you know what it's like these things work meditation works but you always do it sometimes and but it really was fantastic so I advise everybody to have a go buy all the things via all poppy's channels 
and just keep in touch and watch and when it's time it's time but I this as Poppy has said and as her vision seems to be I think you're all over it yeah yeah it, it, it's it's attracting in it's momentum that I'm, I'm, I'm I, I sometimes say it's like getting in the slipstream you know and, and there's a time when you want to rest and there's a time when you're in the, you've got to get in that slipstream because it's on point or it's on mission or it's like it's right and it's aligned you're very attuned to things and I think that is part of that Mars Uranus you're very it seems like you're very aligned do, how much do you have a lot of astrology readings what's your kind of go-to aside from yeah I do actually but mm. for quite a number of years actually so mm. I've worked with an astrologer who works with me a bit as well and all my stuff and I've always sort of I sort of intuitively know when it's time to go back and have a little bit of a how's my chart doing but I've, but it's interesting because I haven't gone into the detail about like we've done today it's always sort of been more like oh how it's not using the language so it's been really interesting today to go through that language but yeah it's um it's yeah, it's, yeah I, it's because I teach I think yeah yeah and that's that's sometimes a problem <laughs> because right. people don't always want to know but I love explaining how why how why how why yeah, I like it but no I but some people are like can you take out your technicalities love and yes. <laughs> yeah. just give me the feedback yeah no it's like that with tapping as well it's like yeah I could go really deep you know there's many many things but I try and keep it sim super simple so it sounds quite simple but actually you can go really deep into these things do you ever do that because I think there's a market for hung hungry people yeah I, well I'm going to so when when we start um having rapid tapping more available you know the protocols and all the things that I've been I've been working on you know to get to get out there the bits that work for me the bits that I do with private clients bits that I've, I've done with people Mm. um they'll be able to go through all that and, and know all those bits and all, and all that neuroscience backing done yeah people love that so thank you honestly that's been really great I've really enjoyed it really informative I am personally hungry to do some depth tapping yeah. stuff um and I think people listening to this will will be like yeah tell me more about how this works but otherwise um I love what you're doing Mm. and thanks for your time and thanks for sharing thank you thank you very much poppy and talk to you soon talk to you soon thank you for listening i hope you enjoyed that i really am enjoying recording these podcasts at the minute i feel very good after i've done them and i don't know if it's just because you focus so much that it's a meditation in itself that for an hour and a half i am so focused on choosing the right words thinking properly you know not just not just being slack checking my phone it's it's a really satisfying experience recording a podcast anyway that's by the by I hope you enjoyed it and that you go and find Poppy and try some of her tapping techniques the Monday morning thing I'm, I'm probably going to get involved on that because it would be a good way to start the week it's not too early you can do can do a little bit of a walkies and yoga or uh, personal training session which is my latest discovery even though my sister's a personal trainer I started doing her workouts which are good but they don't half leave you hungry anyway there you go I hope you enjoyed it let us know what you think and hopefully I'll do more with Poppy I really would like to we've got quite good synastry with her Mars on my descendant she'd probably be a very good person for me to work with she'd really wake me up to things I don't see myself as discussed in the podcast because her Mars is on my descendant could be a bit feisty perhaps but 
rapid breakthroughs because she's so rapid. <laughs> she's so rapid. Anyway, there we go. Thank you. Thanks to Poppy. I really, as I've said, that, that was a really satisfying conversation. And I think that embarking on a life where tapping is part of my routine would be a sensible thing to do. Talk to you soon.